and you're listening to Pharmaceutical Calculations, a podcast about tips, tricks, and strategies for solving pharmaceutical calculations. This episode was originally broadcast on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy. Welcome to another episode of the Pharmaceutical Calculations Solve Along. So at some point in pharmacy school or when you practice as a pharmacist, it's almost guaranteed that you'll be required to alter the concentration of a pharmaceutical preparation. Sometimes you may be required to make it more dilute or at other times you have to make it more concentrated. So in this video, we are going to continue our series on how to master dilution and concentration calculations. And this video is actually part three of a five part series. So now let's dive right into the first question. And the question says, if an antibiotic injection contains 8% weight by volume of the drug, how many milliliters of diluent should be added to 6 milliliters of the injection to prepare a concentration of 5 milligrams of the antibiotic per milliliter? Round to the nearest whole number, do not include units. So let's take a moment to really analyze the question. Now, whenever you have dilution and concentration type questions, you typically can solve them using the allegation method or the algebraic approach. So the algebraic approach would be the typical C1Q1 plus C2Q2 equals C final Q final. And so what I'm going to do for this question in particular is to use both approaches so you can see how you can arrive at the solution using both methods. But let's go back to the analysis. What exactly is required of us here? We are starting off with an 8% weight by volume solution. And what we want to do is actually get it to 5 milligrams per milliliter. So for us to really benefit from the utility of the allegation method, the first thing we want to do is actually determine what exactly is this concentration, the 5 milligrams per ml, what would that be in percentage concentration to find out whether the solution is becoming more diluted or more concentrated. So the way you do that is I can actually tell you that you end up with a concentration of 0.5%. You shift the decimal one place to the left. I think I shared how you can use that trick in the previous video, so just check it out. But in terms of of completeness what we will do is we'll take the five milligrams and that's in one milliliter so per ml and we need to convert the milligrams to grams so we'll say a thousand milligrams contains or is equivalent to one gram the milligrams cancel out and you end up with 0.005 grams but we need to get to percentage strength so we take the 0.005 grams which is present in one milliliter and we set up a proportion now the goal here is to make use of the definition of percentage concentration which is some quantity in grams out of a hundred milliliters so when we go ahead and we solve for the unknown, that value we get will actually be the percentage concentration. So you have 0.005 times 100 divided by 1 milliliter, and that gives us the 0.5%. So we ended up with the same value I mentioned earlier, 0.5%. But what it is, is we are making the solution more dilute. We are taking it from 8% to 0.5%, which means that this diluent we are talking about should have a concentration that is less than the 0.5% for this to work. And typically, in terms of uh, useful information, because it says diluent, the diluent has no antibiotic. And so the concentration of your diluent is zero. So even though it doesn't tell you you have a 0% solution, that's the implication is implied in that particular phrase. 
So now that we have both, I mean, all the concentrations that we need, we can set up the allegation grid. And the way it works is you take the highest concentration and that goes to the top left. So our highest concentration is eight. Then the desired concentration goes in the middle. So what we desire is 0 0.5. So we put that in the middle right here. And the lower or lowest concentration goes to the bottom left. So this is zero. Now, if you need a more detailed explanation allegation method, I have videos on that as well. So the links to that will be in the description as well. But what you do is, once you set the allegation grid this way, what you want to do is you take your desired concentration, which is a 0 0.5, and you subtract the lower concentration from it. So we have 0 0.5 minus 0, which gives us 0 0.5. And this 0 0.5 represents the number of parts of the 8%. Then you do a similar thing by taking the highest concentration, which is the 8, and you subtract the desired concentration, which is a 0 0.5. So 8 minus 0. 0.5 that gives us 7.5 now this 7.5 represents the parts of the diluent which would be the zero percent so now we know the proportions in which you need to combine these two components and once you know that uh, you have that information you can prepare any volume of your ultimate solution by adjusting the volume so you have 0.5 parts of the eight percent and 7.5 parts of the zero percent but what it is is in this question you were not given the total volume rather you were given the volume of the eight percent solution so you want to use all of this six ml that's what's going on and so the way to work then is you will take the parts that represent the 8%, which is the 0 0.5, and that goes with the 6 milliliters, because that's what the 0 0.5 represents. And then we set up a quick proportion and say, if that is the case, and you have 7.5 parts now, what would be the volume that that will give you? So now we can go ahead and solve for the unknown here. So X is going to be equal to 6 milliliters times 7.5 divided by 0 0.5. And if you do the math, you end up with 90. It says round to the nearest whole number. Do not include units. So if you saw a question like this on the board exam, like the NAPLEX, you just put in the 90 and that will be your solution. So in terms of key points, the one thing that you want to do, especially when it comes to the ligation method, is to make sure that your concentrations are all in a similar kind of notation. So that's why we converted the milligrams per milliliter to percentage concentration here. And then we want to make a distinction by connecting the number of parts that we have to the appropriate volume. Now, if you had been given the total volume, then we'd have had to do another step by finding the total parts where you add the 0 0.5 and the 7.5. But here we didn't have the total volume so we set up this important proportion and then once you solve that you end up with the volume so that's how you use the allegation method here we'll take a look at how you solve this exact question using the algebraic approach so here you had the same question but we want to use c1 q1 plus c2 q2 equals c final q final all right, so what we want to do is basically identify what our notation is. So for C1, which is concentration one, that could be our 8%. And then the Q1, the quantity that goes with that would be six milliliters. We could do a similar thing for C2, it's a diluent. So in all honesty, the concentration is 0%. Then for Q2, we don't know that. So that would be Q2. And C final, we have as five milligrams per milliliter. And then your Q final is actually Q final. We don't know that specifically. But what we do know is that your Q final is equal to the 6 milliliters plus the Q2.
because you're combining these two quantities to get your final quantity. So to make things easier, we'll do similarly as we did in the previous solution. We want to convert the five milligrams per ml to percentage strength. So we have five milligrams per milliliter. Now a useful trick is anytime you're moving from milligrams per milliliter to percentage concentration, you basically can shift the decimal one place to the left. And the reason that works is because you are actually going to end up converting the milligrams to grams. So that'll be a thousand milligrams being equivalent to one gram. And because it's a percentage strength, you're going to end up multiplying by a hundred milliliters. So it's basically equivalent to dividing that number by 10 because these zeros cancel out. And so that's how can we end up with a 0.5 percent so now that we have all of these values we can go back and put it into the original equation and so that would imply c1 is 8 so you have 8 times 6 milliliters plus 0 because that's concentration 2 times q2 being equal to 0.5 and for the qf we are going to substitute this wonderful equation into that so we have 6 milliliters plus q2 now, 8 times 6 is going to give us 48. So we have 48 plus 0 times any number goes to 0, so plus 0. And then we're going to distribute the 0 0.5 over the quantities in the parentheses. So 0 0.5 times 6 gives us 3. Then we end up plus 0 0.5 Q2. So we subtract 3 from both sides. We have 48 minus 3 being equal to 0 0.5 Q2. This gives us 45 equals 0 0.5 Q2. And then we divide both sides by 0 0.5. So that cancels out and you end up with Q2 being equal to 90. So we basically have the same solution as we did using the allegation method. Now, if you're going to compare both methods, we will notice that in some ways, the allegation method is faster once you have all this information. So if you're good at the allegation method, I recommend that you maybe use that, especially when time is of essence in an exam. And uh, but if you want to use the algebraic approach, you should end up with the same solution. And so we'll go ahead and take a look at the second question for today. So this question says a pharmacist must prepare a parenteral nutrition that includes 650 milliliters of D70W. If the pharmacy only stocks D50W, how many milliliters of D50W would be needed to provide an equivalent energy requirement? Round answer to the nearest whole number do not include units. So let's do a quick analysis of the question. Here, we are trying to actually substitute a specified volume of the D5W. Now, D5W basically refers to dextrose 50%. All right, so D5W implies you have dextrose 50% solution, and then the D70W implies dextrose 70%. So the 70% will be the concentration of dextrose in that solution, and the 50% will be the concentration of the dextrose in the other bag. Now, the way this will work is because you have only two components and you want to end up with the same amounts or the same quantity of dextrose, even though you have different volumes, you set up using the algebraic approach saying C1, Q1, equals say final q final all right so if you called the 70 as c1 and your q1 is 650 then our c final will be 50 percent and we need to find out what the qf is and so you have 70 times 650 and that is going to be equal to 50 times qf now once again this 50 is from the 50 percent so let me just write that down 
D50W is equal to, it implies 50% dextrose. And then the D70W implies 70% dextrose. So that's where that information is coming from. So what we can do is we can naturally go ahead and solve for the QF. So QF is going to be equal to 70 times 650 milliliters divided by 50. And your QF will be 910. Now I say it's round to the nearest whole number due to include units. So if this was an exam question, you put in this 910. But what exactly does this mean? Let's take a moment to expand on the thought. What it implies is if you took 910 milliliters of the D50W, you are going to end up with the same amount of dextrose as you get if you are going to take 650 milliliters of the D70W. That's what that means. Now, a question may come up as to what is this equivalent energy requirement? You don't really need to do anything in terms of that to get your answer here. But for those who are curious, if you wanted to determine the amount of energy you are getting from this volume and concentration, then what that would look like is you are going to determine the kilocalories. Okay, so I do a few examples of this type of questions in the TPN videos, you can check those out. Or I may do another series on the TPN calculations. But for thoroughness, we have the volume to be 650 and the concentration is 70%. So 70 implies that you have 70 grams of dextrose in 100 milliliters of preparation or solution. And so if we multiply this by the volume that we have or we want to use, which is the 650, that would end up giving us the actual quantity of dextrose that we would basically convert to energy. So this value should give us 455 grams. But grams is the quantity we need equivalent energy. So it's important to recall the conversion. So there's an important conversion, and that tells us how many kilocals of energy you get from a gram of carbs or dextrose. So one gram gives you 3.4 kilocalories. So this number right here, that factor, that ratio, I always stress to students is important. You want to keep stenciled in your mind. So this will cancel out and you end up with having 455 times 3.4 kilocalories, and that gives you 1547. So that's the energy equivalent of the 455 grams of dextrose. Now, if you use the 910 ml with the 50%, you will still end up with the same quantity. It's the quantity that's important. Okay, so if you did that, you end up with the same energy requirement. Thank you for listening to today's episode from RX Calculations. You can find all the episodes on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy or as articles on our website at rxcalculations.com. If you have any questions on any pharmaceutical calculations topic or you would like to suggest future topics, you can post them on our Pharmaceutical Calculations Forum, website, or YouTube channel. Links to all platforms are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. Thanks for listening to today's episode and enjoy life.